Okay, are you are you pumped? I I'm dead, but I'm here. So Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, you know. And when you know, you know. <laughs> you know Carl. what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know? I am Carl. I'm an addict alcoholic and all the above. And my sobriety date is August 22nd, 2014. I'm Chelsea. I'm an alcoholic. And my sobriety date is February 19th, 2015. This, this is, is Sober Pod. Pod. <laughs> SoberPod is a podcast dedicated to the idea that one addict or alcoholic helping another is crucial to building a life in recovery. Join us on this season as we read from our book, 366 Fucking Days Sober. And as always, stay active, stay sober. See you, motherfuckers! (laughs) Uh, We're out! That's it! That's the end! The episode is done. Uh, By the way, uh, happy Easter, Chelsea. Poppy Easter. Poppy? Oh, look at you going for the the pond there. Uh, It is Easter as we're doing this because, by the way, I totally fucking forgot about Easter. Um, Should I be saying those those words in that (laughs) sentence? Like, should I say? Jesus would understand. It's fine. Jesus fucking Christ. I totally fucking forgot about Easter. (laughs) No Uh, Easter egg hunts at your house? What's that? No Easter egg hunts at your yeah house? we we do the hunt but we don't we we Americanize the whole thing we we basically we are like so um like sans uh, religious in my household that it's just not even it's completely mm-hmm. Americana they're like uh, so um, what else would they call that again they call that um, uh, when you don't have any religious leanings what do they call that again um, yeah we're infidels is what we are. <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah, we don't, we don't, we just don't, we don't bring religion. Just like Christmas, we don't bring any religion into it. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, and almost no God for that matter. You know. Yeah. Um, I think it's all, it's all still very much a, a very personal decision in my immediate family about whether we do or do not believe. So, it's kind of a weird, kind of a weird little thing. Hmm. You know. But you I, know I, what I. I I um this is just a side note. Every time Easter comes around, I remember something very specific from my childhood. Cuz my family would or my parents would set up like Easter eggs throughout our house and we'd have to uh-huh. go looking. Um and they used to um you know the candy whoppers, like the little oh, yeah. chocolate balls. Yeah. The rabbit shit, yeah. Yeah, they would leave rabbit poop <laughs> whoppers all throughout the house. And then me being like the dumbass kid, I'm like, this shit is delicious. Like <laughs> So you just you're at the petting zoo one day and you're like, Hey Right. <laughs> hey, that looks like the whopper. <laughs> it's got a little different texture, but I'm gonna go for it. Yeah. <laughs> and strange yeah, enough, yeah. the the reindeer poop is the exact same. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like strange enough, they, it really pooped exactly the same. You know, but I, I, I think it's the you know my wife really likes those this kind of stuff, right? She loves Easter, mm-hmm. she loves Christmas. You know, uh, she actually like she has done Easter baskets. So literally, my um my family is and we they she wants to do a dinner Easter dinner kind of thing. But again, there is no like there's no meaning or anything else behind it other than it's time for us to get together, surrounded by a bunch of uh. Uh, bunny rabbit trinkets and knickknacks that she puts on the shelves and 
decorations and whatnots. And I, I just, you know, for me, it's like, I just, can't we just like not, and then save the, save the time decorating. <laughs> I still really have it in me, but Hey, whatever. I, I get a, I get a good dinner out of it. So, so my, my, my kids are here and, um, and then, so we, by the way, dear listeners, uh, so, uh, so yeah, we're going to cut this one a little shorter, I think, than usual, just because, like, it's like, I don't even know what time, right? Like, I totally forgot. So it's like three o'clock and we need we need to all hurry this shit up so that we can <laughs> go, you know, do Easter dinner and stuff. And you got you got people coming over, too? Yeah. Well, we're I think we're going out to dinner. So. Ooh. Gonna yeah. gonna make other people suffer for the food. I know. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, so do you usually like do stuff for Easter with your family or no? Usually uh, with my mom's side of the family, but um, actually I went to brunch with my dad and now we're going to go to dinner with my in-laws. So yeah, I mean, it's not, I think in the past, like all I would do is like go to church and then there would be like this fancy dinner um, at a country club, like when I was younger and and you know now that it's not really a religious type thing for me it's kind of just another day so absolutely yeah i i did a um like i i when i had a girlfriend who had a more um uh she, she was more <laughs> she, she upper class than i was mm-hmm. uh <laughs> we did we did like go to a resort for like mother's day or easter mm-hmm. brunch stuff like that and i was so uncomfortable always oh, yeah, so uncomfortable during that shit yeah i couldn't yeah i was like yeah because you know i'm the dude that like wipes his face with his shirt and shit oh yeah that kind of stuff so i guess i'm a little i was a little i felt a little out of place a little uncouth as they say um okay so this is what we're doing we are reading the 366 fucking days sober this season and we are reading this one which is what april 9th yep and easter for all you all out there uh, and and so happy easter to you as well um and then um and then we're going to read this and then we're going to talk about it a little bit and then we're going to close this motherfucker out so that we can go uh do our non-denominational easter <laughs> <laughs> um and I hope that you guys had a great Easter. I hope that, uh, you know, you guys uh, out there in, in Soberland, um, you know, got to do Easter sober for once, got to experience what it was like to remain sober and uh, and know that, you know, uh, as you go through all the other holidays coming up, whether it be, you know, I don't know, some summertime barbecue or some your birthday, I don't care what it is, that you know that you can do holiday sober. I think that's a really important part of that. Um doesn't have to be like it used to be just want to just want to put that one out there okay um so do you want to read this or can i read this or do we want to flip for it let's arm wrestle (laughs) let's have you read it this time okay fair enough all right this is from 366 fucking days sober uh from sober pod the book uh it's 366 daily meditations for the rebel seeking transformation in recovery Look at that. Look at that. It's got a nice little subtitle I threw on there. Okay, cool. So April 9th, uh, here it is. You have been through a lot of shit, which sucks, but it doesn't have to be like it was before. The past does not have to define you. 
but it can be utilized for good purposes. You have come a long way and suffered long enough. Take the worst of your assets and convert them to a new currency. Who better to help reform a thief than a thief? You know where the mines are buried and in the addiction alcoholic minefield. And, oh, oh, you know where the you know where the mines are buried in the addiction alcoholic minefield and can safely guide others past them with words of encouragement and warning. Have you ever thought about how valuable your experience truly is? People pay thousands of dollars for rehab, and when they come out, they tell them to find other ex-addicts and ex-alcoholics to meet up with. Uh, if you were helped out of addiction, chances are it was from the hand of another person who knew what you were going through. It not it time you return the favor? Reflections. Uh, do you make yourself available to other addicts and alcoholics? And daily challenge. Reach out today. Text someone you know who is also not drinking or drugging anymore. Just as a, just as a, hey, how you doing? <laughs> I like it. The end. Um, so, Chelsea, since I was reading, I didn't have any time to think, but I guess the question here is, um, um, in the reflections, you know, do you make yourself available to other alcoholics or addicts? Um, and I think we talked about this a little bit on the last episode, right? Where we were um, talking about how we, uh, how some people seem like they, um, you know, are hesitant to get involved um, in their own sobriety. Um, what do you think about this? I think it's absolutely true. Um, you know, it's, I've seen people go to rehab over and over and over, and ultimately they get it when they go to AA or they go to Smart Recovery. Um mm-hmm. I think there is a place for therapy and, um, you know, rehab like gives you kind of a jump start, but ultimately normies or people who don't drink or drug don't really know what it's like to go through this process and how fucked up your brain is in the beginning. Um, so I feel like, um, I feel like it's so powerful to just talk to another addict or alcoholic who is in the place that you want to be. Right. Mm -hmm. I remember, um, I don't know when it was, but it's probably been said multiple times, um, on the podcast by various people that it's, you know, look, look for someone who has what you want and, um, ask them how, how they do it, how they got to where they are. And I think that's, that's very true. Um, I used to think, when I first got sober, I used to think like I was a failure, that I was ashamed. I, I didn't want to be this person. I felt like I had nothing to contribute now that I've come to this realization that I'm just an alcoholic and whatnot. But now I feel like my story, um, though it's not as dramatic as other people's, is still really valuable and my experience has helped me connect with others on a different level, have more compassion. Um, and it's opened a lot of doors, you know, it's opened me being open about my sobriety and recovery has made other people feel safe to where they can come to me and ask for help. And so now I see my history my experience as a positive and as a very powerful thing instead of just something to be ashamed of. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but what about you? What do you think? Um, you know, I used to have this, uh, I think in early sobriety too, it's like I would listen to a dude, you know, he would have like uh, 30 years, uh, you know, sober. Maybe he got sober when he was like 26 or something. And, you know, maybe he only started drinking at 21 or 22. <laughs> and it's like, and so I would, I would hear like, you know, um, <laughs> you know, fucking like, dude, you, like you drink for fucking four years. Like the fuck, you know what I mean? Like, you know, um, and I was there and I would, um, I would judge that person in a way that was really different because it's almost like the reverse of kind of what I should be doing. But I'm sitting there judging him saying like, he has no fucking clue what mm-hmm. it means to drink for 15 fucking years and be kept and held under like the the lash of alcoholism for that fucking long. There's no way he understands what I have gone through. Like, you know what I mean? So I would sit there and I would, I would literally judge old timers of like, fucking like, you know, you have no clue what it's like, <laughs> like, like their, their alcoholic credibility is yeah. like just not up to par. Yeah, exactly. Like they did. Fucking, I fucking drank more than they spilt. You know, I literally would think that way, but I didn't really understand that I was thinking that way. But here's, here's what kind of came down to it. Um, you know, uh, you know, I got to know uh, John, my uh, my sponsor, the one that passed in December. Um, you know, and he, um, I, everything about his person, I really enjoyed. You said, you know, find somebody, you know, um, you know, who has what you want, uh, and uh, I think that's it. You know, for me, it was like, you know, I he was sober for twenty five years, and he probably would have had thirty years, but he had picked up weed when he had five years sober at one point and uh and his wife came in on him and caught him smoking weed and she gave him like this like fucking total like you know i'm disappointed in you face right yeah um but he would say it all the time it's like you know yeah maybe he didn't drink or drug for as long as some of us but that wasn't the point right the point was is that he was he knew how to live sober right the 25 or the 30 years he knew how to live he knew what to avoid he knew you know Mm -hmm. again avoiding smoking the dope or smoking the weed and um um so and you know and it's probably a good thing that i'm not you know finding somebody who is um who had drank for as long as i did right because they'd be a lot more fucked up than i am, <laughs> maybe, right you know or just as bad as i am so um so that was kind of the deal is i was uh um but again as you said maybe my story isn't as dramatic as some other people maybe you know you know, that kind of a thing. I feel like that a lot, which is like, you know, I run into dudes all the time that I am like, holy shit, like you went through a lot, you know? And, um, yeah. And, and, you know, I didn't, I don't have these stories to write home about in like the last 15 years. Cause I was really drinking at home, but you know, I have a shit ton before all that. Thank God I calmed down because that, that shit that I did before was pretty fucking hairy. Right. Yeah. So, um, so, but either way, I kind of feel like it, it's um, that that's probably what most people's drinking is probably like. The average garden variety alcoholic who drinks at home, who you know sits there and watches fucking Netflix, can't remember shit about about what he watched, but is going nowhere and is fucking basically just drinking himself to death. That's like that to me is like that's invaluable these days, right? Because 
I don't, I don't meet a lot of dudes that have like really outlandish shit. And those that do, yeah, it's a great memorable story. But you know, there's like five people who speak in a meeting. There are 30 other people who did not say a damn word, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So, and that's, that's who I think that, you know, those are the people that are just like me in that sense, right? Where they sat around and watched Netflix for a fucking <laughs> and drink vodka all night, you know? So, um, so I think that that's the other thing is like, uh, is also to turn it around, right? Do you, and that's what you do on the podcast here too, right? You take that story. Yeah. It wasn't like the, you know, um, it wasn't the, uh, the, the drama, right. That other people can have, but, it, but as we look at it more closely, it has its, um, uh, I, I guess more, um, you know, it has its important moments to really consider and moving forward. Those are the things that are like really that are truly valuable to another alcoholic to understand so that they don't make the same mistakes or that they know that it can be done, right? That yeah. they can use your hope and your experience and quote unquote strength so that, you know, we can pass that on to the next person to do those things. So do you, did you find it hard to, um, to take that, that shame or that guilt or that remorse and that way of life and to then, and then wear it differently. Did you find it hard to transition in your mind about like what you were going to do with that? Right. Because I did, I, fu- I found it very hard for me to like, I can't say this to other people, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, D- did you ever find it hard that you were going to utilize this as a, an asset for somebody else at some point? Yeah. I mean, I, I did not, see this as an asset I saw this as something to be ashamed of something to keep close to the vest Um, I didn't want to share my story Um, in fact that first year of sobriety I just like sat in the back of a meeting and said nothing never picked up a chip nothing Um, I was just kind of there to listen like a year oh wow yeah I did mine was about six months before I actually opened up and shared anything yeah because I didn't feel like I had much to offer honestly yeah Yeah. uh same so i i I sat in the back i didn't you know talk to people i didn't tell people what was really going on and and i think that just did myself a disservice because i felt like i had nothing to offer when probably i did you Um, had a shit ton to offer whether it be old timers or newcomers too right yeah those first three months six months oh my god they're invaluable Right. Yeah. Because we were really struggling at those times, too. Mm -hmm. But I was just so caught up in the shame and guilt that I even was in sitting in that meeting and among people who were struggling with addiction. You know, I I really wanted to separate myself from that group. and, Mm. And I think that's kind of what I was trying to do in the first few months. I was trying to gauge, you know, oh, that this didn't happen to me. So maybe I'm not an alcoholic. Like I was still trying to decide whether or not I belonged in that room. Um, so, but I, it wasn't until, um, you know, I had talked to a, a close family member, uh, and just kind of explained where I was, uh, what I was doing, how I was doing it. And then ultimately that person came to me and said, you know, I feel like I'm struggling with this and, um, you know, what you're doing is amazing. And, you know, I, I, 
wish I had the strength that you did, blah, blah, blah. And at that moment, I was like, whoa, like this can be used as a good thing. Like this can help people and it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily best to just keep it to myself anymore. You know, why not be out loud about it? Why not be open about it so that more people can come to me if, if they need support, if they have questions, if they maybe are going through that shame that I experienced in the beginning. And so it just took like one person that like received a message from me that I wasn't even intending to give. It just kind of like, I was just explaining where I'm at, what I'm doing. And that person had, you know, been inspired. So Uh, It was at that moment that I realized this is a valuable thing, that this is my experience and it's not anyone else's experience and it adds value if the right person needs to hear it. So, so yeah, I, it wasn't until that moment that I felt like this disease, this illness was ever going to be a positive thing because you hear you know, all about the bad of addiction and alcoholism and what people do when they're active in their disease. Um, You don't always hear about the good that people are doing in recovery. And so um, I think maybe that's why it's, it's more powerful than the dramatic stories of, oh, I was drinking mouthwash because my husband took all my liquor, you know? Mm -hmm. So Um, I think it's much more valuable to say, yes, despite, despite all the bad things that happened to me and how shitty my addiction was, I am here today because I didn't pick up a drink and, and yeah. So what, what about you? Did you have that realization, um, or did you like have an aha moment when it came to your story? That's weird. I didn't even, I didn't, I, <laughs> you know, I was trying to, I, as you were saying the question, I was like, okay, okay, what is it? What is it? Um, and, uh, it was, uh, um, w- when I started sharing it out loud is when I, um, I called into, um, since right now podcast. Uh, and I, as before we started doing this podcast and, um, and I was uh, talking to my first sponsor, uh, and I told him like, "Hey, you know, go listen to it." And uh, um, and he basically said, "Oh, you know, you sound, you know, you sound better than them because <laughs> right? of the because oh, of the funny. way that the way I was sharing." And um, and also he hadn't we hadn't talked in a while too, and so I think he I was becoming a different person too. I was becoming you know um, uh, I was I was able to speak more. Um, uh, uh, forward about what I had gone through and I was, uh, I, I started having different feelings. So I was, I was, you know, I was able to articulate better, you know, the experience that I had and, and I had kind of gone through the steps more too with my second, uh, sponsor. And so I was really understanding about what I was about. And, uh, so that's the, um, the, uh, I think when it happened for me is when I actually, at that moment when I actually called and did that and I don't know, maybe like 25 people probably listened to it, but either way, uh, from that point on, I started to do, uh, the podcast and that was the, 
that was the thing that I started doing this podcast. You know, because before that, I really didn't feel like I had much to say, you know, yeah. like much to offer, you know, those types of things. But then it really kind of came down to it. It was like, um, I, I had taken on my first sponsee and, uh, and, and that was hard for me a little bit too, by the way, because it was like, I could tell he wasn't going to go forward with it. Right. And, um, and I was pretty jazzed about recovery. And, and, and then the other things I started writing, um, my, and my own blog kind of stuff. And, um, I had started to work on my voice, right? Like we don't, I don't, I didn't know who I was, but I started to write and I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm clearly like figuring out who I am when I write. Yeah. And, uh, and that was like really cool for me too. So that was kind of, I wanted to share that with people. I wanted to communicate that and I needed to, I felt compelled to do it. I felt like, like if I, like it was a calling for me to do mm-hmm. that shit in this really weird way. And I always, I would almost do it like a, I don't even know how to explain it. Like a, like a little kid fighting a big kid, right? Like I would run out and throw a fucking rock and then run away, right? <laughs> me like running out and throwing a rock was like, a, I would post an article Right. And then I uh, or blog and then I would just fucking like just hide. (laughs) But that was the real me. Right. I was coming out and I was explaining who I really was. And then I was waiting for people to like, you know, comment on it or, uh, you know, be negative and, you know, those types of things. But it didn't happen. So then I was like, oh, shit, like this is cool. Like I can actually start to be who I am. And, yeah, I'll get some criticism maybe. Right. But in the end, like. Those are not my people then, right? So I started yeah. to understand a little bit more about what I was doing. Um, but I needed to communicate that for whatever reason, either to help or to work my way through it. Um, but that's kind of what I was doing. And uh, so then that's when I started doing the podcast because it was like, oh, like I can do this in a whole different way. I can help people and kind of um, get my voice out there and, and communicate what I'm about. You know, that, so that was a real difference. So I, I think that's kind of why, you know, we tried to do the Friends in Recovery Enterprises, the Fire Network stuff, is to facilitate other people to do that stuff as well. Yeah. You know, so that they can, you know, step forward with their voice, you know, and what they're doing in recovery. So I just thought that was kind of cool. So um, so I guess here's the thing. Um, have you ever helped? Do you feel like you've ever, like, help somebody in recovery enough to where they, they like it helped them get that foothold like did it help them get that like place uh in their own recovery so where they could like you know move on you know what i mean like kind of bring them to the next level like you'd said something about um you inspired somebody else to do that right yeah um, um i'm trying to think um i don't know if it was me per se that like completely changed someone's perspective but um i a different family member um you know was struggling and i you know provided support i had um my mom go talk to this person who's a a licensed social worker um did a little bit of therapy and kind of got them on the right track and um you know i i don't know if that made a major like difference but that person is sober today and um I feel a little bit like had I not been there had I not provided support or hope maybe um they wouldn't have made it to that next step 
Um, and so I, I'm super proud of that, that person. And, um, you know, but I don't take credit for that. I, I don't feel like my story is that impactful. Like it's not gonna, it's not gonna be the magic trick to get someone sober Mm -hmm. and and keep them sober. Right. It's just, Mm -hmm. I think it can plant an idea in someone's head that, okay, if they did it, then maybe if I do what they did, you know, I'll get somewhere with it or I can actually do something with it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I really don't think that I'm that important (laughs) where I think you're that important. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think, I I don't think like I can take credit for anyone else's journey. You know, I, I, uh, I think I have helped people along the way in different ways, but no one has outright come and said like, you know, you really helped me get sober. So I've what had, about I've you? Have you one instant, one instant. And it was so strange huh. because, um, I, it was for, uh, so I had a, I had a friend who had moved to, uh, Idaho, a fellow, um, like co-sponsor kind of thing or sponsor brother, I guess. Is that what you call it? Uh, and, uh, he was on the list for AA, like when you call like the, to find out or get a ride to a meeting, he was on this list. Somebody had called and he was in Idaho. So he just moved there and he didn't change his number yet. So he called me to see if I could get, go pick up a dude and bring him to a meeting that night. Um, and then, so I go and I do it and he's, he's a younger dude. He's probably like maybe 28 or so, 29. And he, uh, um, just you know, not a talker at all. Very quiet. Uh, you know, I grab him, take him to a, a, a seven o'clock meeting and, uh, you know, then I take him back to wherever he was at at the time. And, um, you know, I just, you know, I just talk to him a little bit. Hey, where are you from? Whatever. I don't even fucking remember, to be honest. I don't remember his mm-hmm. name either. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I gave him my number and, um, and then, uh, a, a year later he, uh, he gave me a call. And I have no clue. Like, he goes, hey, it's me. I didn't get his number. I gave him my number, right? Uh-huh. So I don't know. I'm just answering. He goes, hey, you know, is this, is this Carl? Yeah. And then he says, hey, um, you know, a year ago, you gave me a ride to a meeting. And I'm like, dude, I've, I've given rides to, like, dudes. You know what I mean? I'm like, dude, like, you're going to have to tell me, like, you know, when was it? Like, how did you get my no- Yeah, How did I give you a ride <laughs> or whatever so I know who you are, right? And then he's like, well, he explained the situation, you know, and somebody called me to give it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know who you are. And he goes, yeah, hey, I just wanted to say thank you because, you know, after that night, uh, I went and um, uh, uh, he went to a a, a program, right? To, uh, and then he's like, so he goes, and he just, he, it was a six-month program. He finished that. Mm-hmm. And then he'd been out for another six months. And he was calling me basically a year to the day because that was his year. Like, that was his. Oh, wow. So that was that day basically was his last day and um and he had had a year and he was calling me to thank me for that year. And I was just like fucking like You're like wow, I gave but you I am, a ride. <laughs> I just gave you a ride, dude. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. so it was it was we had, we talked for a little bit and we talked about his, you know, thing of course, you know, he'd gone through the program and done whatever and he's going he's back out and he's like in this other town you know, in Southern California or whatever. But, uh, but that's kind of the idea. It's like, um, you know, I was just doing what we do, you know, just giving a dude a ride. And, um, and just like the chick for me, 
um, you know, online who was on Reddit, you know, she she sent me a bunch of messages that were like, you know, hey, keep going kind of stuff. And, uh, and she knows what it's like being a being a parent and it's hard and all the other things that I was going through at the time. And I still send her emails on my sobriety date, you know, saying, uh-huh. dude, like, thank you. Thank you so much for just taking the time. You know, I don't know if it was like nine emails that we exchanged back and forth, you yeah. know, but it was enough to get me off the ground, you know. And, you know, again, breaking off her rope so I could grow my own, you know. And then yeah. smoke that shit, put that in a pipe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's kind of like that, right? It's like we just do what's in front of us. And like you said, you're not responsible for it, but but you kind of are, right? Yeah. To a certain degree, you're you're responsible to, to you know, uh, like the, uh, what is the, uh, you know, the AA pledge, you know, I'm responsible when anyone anywhere reaches out. I want the hand to AA to always to be there or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's the thing is I think that, you know, I just got a text yesterday. Uh, somebody saying, hey, well, you know, will you still be my sponsor? Absolutely. Right. But, yeah. you know, that comes with me telling you to do some shit <laughs> like I did, you know, so maybe you want to, I don't know, go along with that, you know. So, so yeah, I think that's how it, how it goes down. So, um, Chelsea, because it is Easter. Because we have shit to do, and we have people to to love on, isn't that wonderful? It's amazing. <laughs> people actually want us to live on them too. Yeah, yeah. And my wife said, like, you better fucking have all your shit wrapped up before dinner starts, because <laughs> I'll be pissed if you're not right. And I was like, oh, that's nice, you know, because like, she would have oh, never, I love yeah, you. yeah. Before she would have been like, fucking, have another one. Fuck off. Go sit yeah. in your office, you know. Go get on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're gonna be. I think we're gonna wrap it up and um, uh, and do all that good stuff. Oh, I do want to say um, thank you to friends in recovery. They've been they've been uh, singing our praises for like every episode for like the last whatever. Uh, and again, they're they they are awesome. I did get a comment because when I talked about some kind of strap on thing in the past, I don't know exactly <laughs> what I said. I was just rambling coming up with stupid shit out of my brain and apparently that didn't go over too well so i do want to apologize and say i did not intend for any negative um you know things to come out of that i just i was just (laughs) being stupid so um so i do want to apologize but that but if you are into the 12 steps like some of us and you want to like you know hear discussion about the 12 steps and blah blah blah. friends recovery did for the year 2022 they went through all of the 12 steps like a step for every month and they have a bunch of content so go listen to their back catalog and then of course don't forget to come back here when you want to hear something cool and funny uh (laughs) so when you want to have a good time if you want to have a good time you can just keep coming back here anyway so um so chelsea do you have anything more to offer the fry uh the the ex alcoholics and ex addicts in your life um i would say rate and review the show yeah um, wherever you get podcasts (laughs) yeah apple Podcasts, spotify we appreciate any of it um i don't i don't even know if we've had um like reviews lately we haven't had a review in like a year honestly yeah and that is just like motherfuckers yeah (laughs) so you know what i mean i guess we because we just don't push it but we should because here's the thing if you rate and review it actually helps the podcast appear in other people's feeds more and it gives you know 
if you know if you think that we're worth anything here's the thing if you can't give a buck or two or become a member or do all the other shit just at the very least do that for us right because then that'll help you know somebody who does have money <laughs> come along <laughs> and help support the podcast that way so uh please uh by all means do that stuff anything else chelsea sorry i totally interrupted no that's okay i i just want to mention that you know we're not we're not trying to uh, become millionaires with this or podcast. podcasters for that matter. Nope. We are just, we just want to spread the message of recovery. So that's why we're asking for you to rate and review. Um, also, if you want to be a part of a community that we have um, on Facebook, we have a private group called sober pod live. Just go to facebook.com slash groups slash sober pod and ask to join um, we also, in that group, we've got V, who hosts the official meeting of SoberPod every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. And um, we also have Bang and Bod Phil on there, who does an exercise class once a week. I think it's on Wednesdays now. And he mm-hmm. leaves the recording up. It's kind of like a beginner's uh, guide to just getting back into exercising. Get your body moving, yo. Mm-hmm. So mind, because body, it, and spirit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and uh, it's the I guess it 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 jives with our little slogan of stay active, stay sober, kind of a thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that that really fits. So um, okay. So what do we do in our daily challenge? We reach out today. So text someone you know who is also not drinking or drugging anymore. So if you know somebody who's not drinking or drugging anymore in or out of the program, they could be a teetotaler. They could have just decided to stop drinking, stop drugging or whatever. They Maybe they just, you know, I don't care if they have a program or not. But just, you know, fucking raise your hand and just say hello. Actually, you know what? Even better, just say, uh, hope you had a great Easter, you know, or something along those lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it. That's all. That's all that there is. Chelsea, what did we say to the to the fucked up, uh, <laughs> neurotic and insecure, uh, uh, you know, people out there? Deuces. And I say, stay active, stay sober. See you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> See you.